Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste. No city or house divided against itself will stand. Matthew 12.25 Division, deception, misinformation, mistrust. In a nation where so many in the faith are wondering how we got here. And many question if there's any way to reconcile, we bring you a space designed to ensure that truth reclaims the fringes, open, honest, and real. No filter. Nothing is off limits. Nothing is out of bounds. This is Two Americas, One God. Welcome to the podcast, friend. <laughs> Thank you for having me. For anyone who's listening, you can't see my faces, which makes this so much better. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my favorite part. That's why I was like, like saw her face was like, Amber, wait, what? what is happening? Yeah, what is faces, going on? Right uh, need to be exclusive content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. They're meme worthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like trying to license them out here. Yeah. Oh, no, but so do... glad to be here. <laughs> Got you know we're glad to have you. For those of you who were eye to eye fans, y'all had the opportunity to uh, check in and, and and catch up on on her. Uh, if, well, you probably never met her, so you got a chance to meet her, and now you get to check in and catch up on her. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, this episode is a touch special. Uh, we will be releasing this hopefully uh, the Thursday before November the eighth, which just so happens to be uh, tip of my tongue. What's what is that? Um, oh, yeah. Election day. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when uh, all of God's chosen people are. No, that's not. That's that's a different. Sorry. It's a different election. Oh, oh my God. No. Yeah. Hey, good one. I like that. You mm-hmm. did pay attention in classes. How about L- that? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Anyway. So, Amber, uh, besides how you doing? And, and we, we we all know that that's, that's fine outside of being weirded out. Um, because of my extra special introduction of you. Uh, you know, uh, apparently a lot of things have happened since uh, we last had a conversation on a podcast. So so who you be, what you do now? Um, and then also we'll talk about some of the other stuff you did before. Hmm. Um, love the question. Let me try to figure out, figure out an answer. Um, no, Amber Ivy, um, I call myself a data professional. I'm still doing the same thing. Um, just in a different capacity. I actually just left my previous job. I'm heading to a new one. Um, I'm taking a six-week sabbatical, which I've never done before in my adult life, so I'm excited about that. And then I'm looking forward to starting a new role um, as a VP that's doing some work on impact and data and financing, so I'm excited about that. But other than that, still got my podcast, AI Decodes the System. Um, Also doing some consulting on the side because I'm ADHD and without all the things happening, I wouldn't make it here in this world. But no, I'm so glad to be be here with you all, but still, still data nerd, still um, loving everything's politics, um, still an independent, (laughs) still don't plan on changing that. (laughs) That, That's me. (laughs) So you're taking over a a VP position and a sabbatical. So is it like virtual pastors? Because only pastors take sabbaticals, right? (laughs) Yeah, 
chill out. Come on, no, man. No, no, I'm taking a sabbatical first, and then I start right after my birthday. Well, okay. congratulations on the new you. job. Hopefully, Thank you, you so much. Hopefully, you got at least a 15% raise, because that seems to be what's going on right about now. You got that so, right. If not more, depending on good. where you are. It, so, what that's crazy to me you know i mean it's wild if so many people complain about people not wanting me. to work and then yet unemployment's low and yeah i mean and people are actually getting paid i don't understand employers deciding not to pay the people they have because they're just going to have to pay more for the person to replace and then waste two years getting right. them up to speed anyway it's, just, it's crazy to me but you know that's where that's it is. a whole other so, world yeah yep. So yeah, cheaper to keeper is what somebody said. <laughs> yes, that is that's what they meant the whole time. That's, that's they not, meant it the whole. I mean, that, if they didn't, they need to nah, learn. learn. That's not the context. That's really not the context. No, but it you know what? You know what? Yeah, it fits. If the glove, yeah, that's right. That's right. <sighs> we don't need to talk if about the construction boot either. fits. Then keep them on the job site. There you go. Yeah. That's that what did, I'm talking that, about. Didn't, it didn't rhyme though, so we don't. We're, we're not going to take that. Oh, anyway, Amber. So. I mean, that's why they say those things, man. Johnny Cochran was infamous, R.I.P. That, that's the it's reason true. why. He yeah. did pass away, too. That's sad. I know, man. Let's uh, let's not talk about all that. Very like, depressing. Away. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> it was a while ago, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, actually, okay. but still. you know, It was we, long we, enough for me to still be sad. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Now let let us grieve. The new Bronco Devin. came out. It was just too much. Continue. Oh yeah, there yo. And the <laughs> Bronco is nice too. So no, my, my favorite uh, just little sidetrack here is is a joke in Arrested Development when uh, he goes into the Ford dealership and he asks, you know, hey, do you have anything like the Bronco? And he's like, well, we're trying to get away from you know all of the stuff that happened with OJ and stuff. But let me show you our new uh, SUV, the Escape. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, if you couldn't tell, this is going to be a fun, fun night. Anyway, uh, so yeah, tonight, uh, folks, like I said, uh, in lieu of everything that's getting ready to come up, uh, we are just a big fan of, like I said, reclaiming the fringes. And my favorite part about this, specifically with Amber, is uh, we invited her up here tonight to have a conversation because she's had the opportunity to navigate and really experience what it's like to be in that space. Uh, she said that she was an independent, but for many who don't know, she's based out of Maryland still. If I'm if I'm correct, I'm I'm really proud of me if I am. Yes. Uh, yeah, Maryland. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very five, to be very specific, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, um, which oh, matters because yeah. Maryland is Maryland. It's just like Northern Virginia is not Virginia. Correct. Yeah, yeah got you, <laughs> so, got you, got you. So I'll yeah, make sure yeah. you understand. Yeah. All right, but the rest <laughs> of Maryland is not really like Baltimore. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> and how exactly? And how? Uh, but yeah, so she she had the opportunity to be in the 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 political sphere and actually did run for an office uh, and went through some things. We had a couple conversations about it, but I really wanted to bring her on because we are about not just reclaiming the fringes, but really kind of uh, speaking truth and bringing faith to the culture. It mm. would be um, it would be disrespectful for us to really not have this conversation uh, because we're talking about brass tacks and, and real facts. And these are the things, unfortunately, that you don't get. Uh, especially when you get to see your favorite commercials this time of year. So-and-so and so-and-so says mm -hmm. that they're blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But really, they're evil. And voting for them means Satan is coming tomorrow. Yeah, like, I, 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 ain't, got, I ain't got time for all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to have an open, honest, real, raw conversation about that. But um, I think uh, if we're getting started someplace in space, uh, why don't you go ahead and just uh, give some folks 
the understanding of of why you decided you wanted to run in the first place and mm-hmm. if you can attach your independence to that in the process yeah so the funny thing was i was just interviewing um a mayor of us a former mayor who's the first black mayor in columbus south carolina i was interviewing him for my podcast this week and we were like talking about why he ran and all that stuff and then at the end of it we both ended in a lot of doom and gloom (laughs) because (laughs) no and i know that that sounds horrible but like the reality is where we are and i even asked him this i'm like do you really feel that it's just that we're at a different time or do you feel like we just have more media and TV that makes us feel like we're at a different time. And I think most people during this time will tell you it feels very different. Um, And that difference for many is a reality. And a lot of people are very nervous about where our country is going Mm -hmm. back to what you're saying about the fringes. Like I always remind people that the majority of people in this country identify as independents. They have to choose left or right because that's all we got. And then of course there's other parties, but those parties struggle to do what they need to do. But most people Gallup poll will show for like multiple at this point, probably in within years, years of folks mostly saying they're independent and they feel like they have to choose based on wherever they are in their state or what have you. For me, um, I chose to run because we're in a bad state, right? Like there's a lot of stuff happening specifically with technology that I'm concerned about specifically with the future of work and COVID actually sped that stuff up. Like we all were talking about 2030. Mm-hmm. We're here. Like, mm-hmm. and we were, we were supposed to have like 10 years. We're here. And y'all are seeing it with a lot of things such as, um, one, the job market is crazy right now. There's yeah, so many jobs yeah. that are open, not enough people. That's one issue. Second issue, a lot of people who do the jobs that are like, um, more of the service industry jobs got tired during COVID. So they don't want to go back to those jobs. So now yep. a lot of those places are understaffed. What does that mean? Automation is already here. If you've looked at some of the things that Walmart has done and some places, Walmart doesn't have any employees, at the front registers anymore. You're checking yourself out and where they can automate. I know that even like, I think not smoothie King, but one of the smoothie places, they have a full smoothie like kiosk needs no humans to run can produce 40 smoothies an hour. Like, so a lot of those jobs that are low skill, um, lower wage jobs are being like swiped up by technology because when COVID happened and employees decided they didn't want to go to work, capitalism doesn't wait. Capitalism said, how will I make sure this never happens to me again? Cause a lot of companies went out of business because all the stuff with COVID and best believe they're not gonna let that happen again in this way. Mm. So I saw a lot of this stuff coming as I'm in the space I'm in mostly in data. And then I, I am an enthusiast in technology um, and in that space. So seeing those things, I'm like, we need to prepare this generation for the future of work. And then COVID happened and then I'm like, oh shoot, yeah. too late. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I don't want to sound like that, but re- reality is it was like knowing that people in Congress are not thinking about these things when in 20, what was it, 2018 or 2019, they were having um, conversation with Facebook and didn't even understand how to log into Facebook. You should not be in office. That's the future. Like, that's a totally different world if you don't get that. And if you're not creating policies and laws for that, then we we are way behind where we need to be. And that's why I decided to run. So that's the long, quick, short, long version. <laughs> Ooh, policies and laws for that specifically mess with me because I almost want to veer us off into a different conversation to start talking about the social dilemma. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, come back for now. Come back. Yeah, for now. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but uh, yeah. So keep us moving. So you ran. 
mm-hmm. and in the midst of your running, kind of walk us through what happened. Ultimately, unfortunately, because you know yeah. I was I was I was buying for you. If I could, I'd send my vote your way, but you know that'd be voter fraud, and apparently that's what we all yeah. do now. Anyway. No, we're not doing that around these uh, parts. Yeah, no. So yeah, just kind of walk us. Independents don't believe in that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But yeah, just uh, so. Yeah, kind of yep. walk us through your experience in that. And if you can, because mm-hmm. I'm just going to go there off the jump. Why don't we talk about the actual conspiracy in that? As in two Oh, it's parties. not a conspiracy. It's legal. It's there. It's, it's I, I know. But as far as I'm concerned, it's a doggone conspiracy. Two parties can't conspire to keep other people out. I know yeah, here we do, are. Though. Okay, just talk about it. Just talk okay, about so it. in reality, um, unless you're in a... So people have closed primaries or open primaries and things like that, right? So a closed primary means, and this is crazy, um, you can Google it, I'm not lying. A closed primary means that the Republicans and Democrats run that primary. So in my state, we're in Maryland, we have closed primaries. That means I, as an independent voter, cannot vote in the primaries. I can't vote at all. So Mm -hmm. I can't vote for a Democrat or a Republican. Other places that are open primary, it doesn't matter. You're allowed to vote for either or. But in Maryland, I do not get to vote in the primaries because it's ran by the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. So only those groups can vote in that election for different reasons. I disagree with many of them, but for different reasons. They're trying to make sure people don't like turn elections or things like that um, or try to get a certain candidate in there. But that to me doesn't make sense that the people who are running it are the parties, one. Um, within that, in most closed primary um, states, and in, there may be some in open primary, I'm not sure, most independent candidates or candidates that are not a part of a, or even candidates that are part of a party have to petition to get onto the ballot. So if I'm a Democrat, I literally pay, I think it was like less than $100 and I can get on the ballot. $100, I'm done. Republican, $100, I'm done. If you are independent or a party that's not recognized in that state, they require you to get, I think it's uh, 1% of the vote um, signatures for 1% of voters in the in that area, not of people who voted in the last election, but literally 1% of all voters who are registered, even if they've never voted. So you have to get all that. So during the time I ran, it was during COVID. So um, of course, no one expected COVID to happen when I decided to run. Um, but then I had to basically sue the state or, or petition, like file a case against the state um, to reduce those numbers down. But even still with the numbers, I got to, I think I was supposed to get 2,500 votes. I got or 2,500 signatures. I got over 3,000 something, but they throw out, they go through every single signatures and signatures can get thrown out for anything. So wow. because too many signatures were thrown out, I could not get on the ballot. So but they threw was, out like 20% wow. at least of your signatures? Oh yeah, for sure. Good Lord. They threw out Come a lot, of, a lot of signatures. on earth, yo. yeah. Ooh. And in other again everyone else paid like less than a hundred dollars and we're on the ballot Mm. so it's just crazy that we did all that work went out and got those signatures during a pandemic folks wanting someone else on the ballot and like figuring that out to the point where we were like doing online signatures got approval for that it was a lot of stuff but it goes back to that disrupts things after that i also helped another independent candidate who was able to get i think 20 percent or 18 to 20% of the vote for mayor in the city, which is like unheard of for an independent candidate to get that high of a vote. And he really only ran for a month. Imagine if a candidate like that had more time to run. Um, So there is an appetite for people who are um, not in the main parties. Like you hear folks all the time, especially with all the division that's happening in politics right now, people want something else, but it's hard for people, depending on where you are to 
get on the ballot. Um, so it's, it's just, it was just wild. I learned a lot. I'm going to do it differently the next time. But yeah, I learned a lot from that process. Yeah, and I just listened to a audiobook uh, about the 90s, and they walked through and talked about the Ross Perot campaign. And, yeah, Ross Perot, yep. And and one now that guy, he was kind of a crazy person. In he was, but he did uh, it. <laughs> but he did it. He was the I mean, he's probably the most successful third party person that we had in like at least kind of the, the modern he was. era. In the eighteen hundreds and stuff, you had different parties doing their thing. But but in the modern era, absolutely. But what's mm-hmm. what's interesting about that and the reason why, you know, to, to quote Jordan, there's they're conspiring. I think they're they're doing it as kind of this uh, wink and a nod type thing. They're making it difficult because they realize if two of them control it, that third group won't take from one or the other. It's basically a negative for they're, they're rolling the dice on something they can't control. Where in this mm-hmm. case, it's something they can control. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've thought about that because Virginia, we have uh, open primaries. Yep. Which and, I loved, and and that's <laughs> that to me was kind of weird coming from California where you mm. you had closed, um, mm-hmm. and I can kind of see like the pros and cons of both. But in thinking yep. about one of the cons that people say about open is that well then then people from the other party can go and vote for for someone from the other party that they'd rather have against their candidate. Competing, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean that that's true. But that's still and, wasting their vote. <laughs> but but then I also start started thinking. You know how hard it is to get people to just vote in these things in the first place. So now you're going to get people right. to come vote in the primaries for not their own kid. Like, get out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So to me, it's like that. You know, that whole thing's kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's just like, how can we drive up enough fear and concern about this stuff so that we can we always have a way, like an exit strategy, mm-hmm. and like what concerns me about the election coming up is we're already hearing all these nefarious claims of, you know, voter fraud and all this stuff that's going to happen. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, unfortunately, look, I'm also an independent. I lean progressive because I think that moving forward is a good thing and Mm -hmm. progress is the root word. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do lean progressive and I got to be honest, there's, there's one party that's really pushing those narratives and one that really isn't. And the, the prime example is, when Glenn Youngkin won the governorship of Virginia, mm-hmm. there was no whining and complaining from the party that lost. They basically, he was just, there you go. He won and that was that. The end. <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole time, they're leading up saying, oh, this is, if, if McAuliffe wins, it's going to be because of this and this and this and this. And it's like, you got, come on. Like, one party is clearly using falsities and fear and all these tactics. And they've been using it so long that it, it motivates people to even break laws like mm-hmm. like recently, like breaking and entering, uh, threatening a seated House speaker. Mm. I, I won't name them, but yeah, pretty wild. Uh, no, you don't have to. I will. <laughs> Pelosi. <laughs> and, and attacking an 80-year-old man with a hammer and calling it a suicide mission. Like, these mm. are, uh, I'm, I'm a, we won't touch that for now. Uh, but just understand, we, we we feel some kind of way. Anyway, no, the the thing that amazes me the most about it is, and this is what kind of got me, uh, it was the same thing you're speaking to. Uh, but I'm trying to see if you might, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nudging you to unpack it a little bit more. So, okay. so we understand that there's about Make 30... it clear. Say yes, it ma'am. plain. Yes, yes ma'am. Clear. Yes, ma'am. I, I promise. There's, 30 per... <laughs> there's roughly 30% on the left. There's roughly 30% on the right. And so that mm-hmm. means there's 40% yep. of what we will call us for the sake of argument. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I'm just a Christian that votes. 
um, and you want to call that independent, that's fine. But if we're being really honest, if you're not attached to a party, you're independent. Exactly. I know. I know. That, that's why. Oh, I, that's okay. why I said it. That's why, Just making sure. Just leave for the me, audience. Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> fine. Uh, but but even even more the the thing that gets me the most is of the thirty percent on each side, we're ultimately only dealing with twenty percent or less of yep. them that are the loudest and giving us this blown up representation of something that actually isn't real. Mm -hmm. And that has caused an effect that, uh, well, I mean, we've seen it. We saw it on January the 6th, the first time that we brought you on for a conversation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's things like that. Um, how much of that actually really impacted what you were dealing with, or even like your, your mayor friend, like, you know, or the mm -hmm. one that was running for mayor, like how much of that and, and, you know, I, that's why I want the gory details of it. Yeah. Cause I, People don't like it, of course. Like, I remember someone was like, who is this NDIV person? I love the nickname, though. It's perfect. Like, I nice. actually want yeah. to take it and use it. Um, They're like, who is this NDIV person the Republicans are sending her? I'm like, what? Like, where is she from? Like, there was Twitter chats about it. <laughs> I can send them to you. It's funny. But I was like, I responded because I'm like, no one sent me. A lot of times when an independent comes in, they think that the other party is sending someone in to mess up. And it's like, to give people a choice is someone you think someone's conspiring against that. Um, it's just weird to me because in this space, <laughs> no, that, it's just like, it's crazy to me to think of the stuff people make up. And that was, a uh, that's on the democratic side that was actually saying this part. It wasn't the, the other side. Um, because we're also like, our state is not heavy Republican, even though we had, we've had a Republican governor for two terms. Now we leaned Democrat in the state of, of Maryland and Baltimore for sure leans Democrat because we're in a city majority black city, very progressive city, very liberal city. But it was just interesting how that was like, Oh my God, like why is someone trying to come in and shake this up? And I'm like, I've been in the city, not that long, but I've been visiting here most of my life. Cause my family moved up here during the great migration. My aunt moved here. And I'm like, Things ain't getting better. And Democrats been running things for a while. So. Hey, 2A1G fam. This is Jordan. And I wanted to invite you to engage with us. And you can do so so far by one of two ways. The first is by good old fashioned email. The number two Americas, the number one God podcast at gmail.com. The other is our 2A1G conversation space you can find on FB. Engage, ask real questions. Heck bleed if you are frustrated it's all good we can take it we just want to support you also don't forget to like subscribe share rate review all those other crazy things uh, but just help get the word out hey thank you to a1g family for your support and for continuing to make sure the truth reclaims the fringes This podcast is sponsored by Real Relationship Talk, delivering inspirational and real relationship advice for your most intimate relationships. Got problems? Let's solve them, because real trials need real truths. From strong to struggling marriages, it's time to get in the game with marriage coach and podcast host Dana Shea. Listen to the Real Relationship Talk podcast at realrelationshiptalk.com or everywhere podcasts are played. But it's just interesting how people are used to, like, the way that people assume because you're Black, you're a Democrat, and they immediately believe you should be certain things. And even now, like, there's certain arguments going on right now, even in the public sphere of, like, certain rappers. No, I'm not talking about that one. 
um, certain rappers leaning more towards the red and people are like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, you're not supposed to do this, calling them names. I'm like, I thought we were in a country of freedom. I thought we were in a country of choices. Yeah, come on. And the yeah. fact that they will not, like, there, you don't have a choice if you're a certain race or certain um, poverty level or live in a certain area and certain things like that. They expect you to be things. So I was very shocked about the fact that having something different and new that had ideas for a better future um, was actually kind of like pushed aside and perceived as a threat. Um, but I, I get it, right? I'm not going to, I'm not crazy not to know that. And I also understand that it, maybe you all don't know, but for, for your listeners, most of the seats that exist, they already have names on them. They have names on them for years, for decades. Everyone is in office right now. They will not admit to you, but someone has told them when their time is coming and when their time is. I guarantee you, they know what position they're going to have, when they're going to have it, who's up next, what seat and everything. That stuff is already chosen. So we can think we're choosing <laughs> candidates. A lot of the stuff is happening in the background, in rooms. I know particularly people who have seats and know, know that they were positioned for those seats. And when you even disrupt that within your party, that's a problem. So like think about AOC. AOC disrupted that in her own um, party and that's why it was a problem right. they have a long list and that list is like you need to pay your dues you need to do your time you go here first you go here next and then you'll get the seat literally it is all planned and talked about and that is real like so, people have phone calls and tell you don't run for this now someone else has it so can you clarify what you mean by are you talking about it like the state level uh, all the levels. congress level <laughs> okay um from from school board yeah to up there to the top. Right. They have conversations about that. And they, if you are an outsider, a person who's not in, like even if you're a Democrat or a Republican and you decide you want to come up, but you haven't shook the hands and been a part of it, they will tell you and you get phone calls. Folks get yeah. your number and they're like, hey, that so-and-so seat, you need to try this other seat. This person's about to leave to go to this seat. You should do this seat instead. There are conversations that happen like that on a regular basis at the local, literally down to the local little district level or little area level up to the top. That yeah. is very real. And that you're talking about kind of within uh, the, the parties. The parties. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when the actual election comes, like obviously it is definitely more of a competitive thing that the voters are deciding. Correct. But when you're talking about who they're putting up and I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's not surprising at all because we can just think back to a handful of elections ago mm -hmm. uh, when it was pretty clear that the voter sentiment was Bernie Sanders and right. Hil Hillary got it because Hillary had been promised for a long Forever. time yeah. that it was her. And mm -hmm. and we even got to see uh, the emails that basically said that they that were is doing her. it. Yeah, they were yep. doing it for her. So mm -hmm. Crazy, okay. crazy, crazy. And that happens at all levels. So even, like, yes, I believe that when someone votes, their vote accounts, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying the people that get to that level right. have people behind them, and yeah. that process is very clear. There are people who come out of that and are, like, out of the right or coming out of nowhere and then they come in and disrupt that um that happens as well but there is a list <laughs> that, that's and it's more few and far between i would assume and, and right yeah. yeah and like, then it's known when they do it it's like a big thing and it's a big upset why are you upset if it's yeah because like a aoc who yeah. you mentioned that that was like a huge shakeup, especially considering what seat she got like that's exactly a, i mean a, a representative 
in the state of New York, mm-hmm. in the city of New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of people vowing for those seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, what's interesting is what did it net them? It net them basically a rock star for their party. Like, mm-hmm. may- maybe you should allow <laughs> yeah, people, people to- <laughs> you know, so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> what direction do we want to go in next? Hmm. Left, right, up, down, left, right. Know, right. A, B, select, start. Oh wow! Is, <laughs> is that is that real? Listen, I haven't played video. No, games it's since up, I was down. 14. I think it's up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. A, B, select, start. I can't remember. It's contra code. I can't remember at this moment. But continue. Contra code. That's that's you didn't Nintendo. play contra. I know. I did. I did. I did. Oh, okay. Like three sleepovers. I remember the, the, the keyboard cheats for Doom God Mode, and I remember that. Like I think. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was I only mean, like I'm five keys. Like that was easy, and you know. Legend, so, and Legend yeah. Arts of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, again, three sleepovers. That's all I had. Anyway, uh, no, I mean, just to play contra. to play Contra, oh, not to do okay. overnight. Gotcha. Yeah, no. Gotcha. I think I have it in the basement. I'll I'll send it to you, <laughs> along with the Nintendo. I'll let you borrow. it. I mean, so much right now. Nice. Uh, don't don't send that damn thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> at any rate, well, Dev, you got. Uh, yeah, I I know a direction I would like to go because I am concerned about the actual validity of our elections going forward, not from a, a fraud standpoint, but from an access standpoint. And there has been a lot okay. of legislation. Uh, at, at various state levels, uh, mm-hmm. reducing the availability and the ease of voting for all voters um, based on, I mean, false claims, it, mm-hmm. you know, pretty simple, down and dirty. So in your line of work, like, I mean, that's obviously a very real thing. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on how much of an impact this is going to have going forward? Y'all don't want to hear this. I just mouth that to them. Um, so as an independent, <laughs> as I preface it with that, so y'all can like, not, don't think of me, I'm a black woman, I'm not a Democrat, um, and I'm not a Republican, I'm truly independent. So I think there's a few things. I think there are some things that are very real when it comes to that, right? I think there are some things that are really going to cause issues when it comes to voting. I think we have to be careful in making all the things a threat because all the things are not a real threat. Um, one of the things that I am, and I think it gives fuel to either side when you're not like really bringing like the brass tacks of what really is a threat. What can be a problem reducing polling locations? That's a problem. Yep. Especially if people don't have access to, um, transportation. If you're in a city, let's just be honest in the city, a lot of people do not own cars. I know plenty of people who are in Baltimore who use public transportation, don't own cars. It just makes it much harder for you to vote. Mm -hmm. That's one area where I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't reduce that. We should actually be increasing that or making mail-in voting and uh, these other opportunities to vote better. Mm-hmm. The arguments when we talk about things like ID, like I think we need to let go of the voter ID argument because at this point in life, most of us have uh, some type of ID, period. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the ones where I think the uh, the right will get hung up on the left when they bring that argument up. I think that both sides need to get smarter about their arguments and use the ones that actually do have real like implications that are like a lot of people versus one or two off here who may not have um id because for the most part 
DMV and all that stuff and how it's set up. You can get ID way quicker and you have to have an ID to do most things in your life. Um, so I, I would like us to like really focus on the areas where there are real problems and like really make sure we're not, we're fighting against law changes there because otherwise I think one side uses this against the other in a way that doesn't help us. Right. I think the voter ID one is interesting because there's this like self-defeating when you end up spewing out so much nonsense, you end Mm -hmm. up like almost beating yourself because you hear the right being from California. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. a hotbed for, uh, you know, uh, undocumented workers and all this stuff. And and people are, I've heard people say, you know, they just hand them social security cards and driver's licenses and, and welfare checks. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. No, (laughs) no, not even in the slightest. In fact, go ahead and try to apply for welfare and let me know how that works out for you. Like mm-hmm. it, it's extremely difficult to get anything like that, especially, yep. and you're not just going to get like documentation of being a citizen. Like that's just not yep. how it works. So yep. they're saying they're handing this stuff out like crazy, but then they're Mm-mm. also saying we need to have IDs when we're voting. Okay. Well, but if they're handing them out like crazy, then it must not really matter. Right. Matter like it's, the, it's, bo- it's these two competing argument. like conspiracies that don't really make sense. And, and they, they're like, they're throwing out so much nonsense it, it doesn't mm-hmm. even align. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, exactly if you, if you right. throw enough and that, fear and concern, then I guess it, yep. it sticks. So, yeah. And people, yeah. at the end of the day, right, like whether we want to admit it or not, we have a lot of propaganda in this country. Oh, um, so much. On both sides. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's very frustrating that I can't even watch the news without having to do a lot of research on myself, on by myself to believe even what I'm listening to at this point. Mm hmm. But yet we tell others in their countries that they're propaganda machines. I mean, we do the same thing here. Like most media yeah. is owned oh, yeah. by a yeah. few people. And with that being said, though, people are going to believe who they trust. Mm-hmm. And if you don't trust media, you're going to go to the media you do trust, whether they're telling the truth or lying or, or just putting stuff out there. That's where we are right now. And that's a scary place. And mm-hmm. as we, I think we talked about this last time, but I think they said the price that it took russia just to interfere with our elections was like three hundred thousand dollars for ads and there's so many different bots online that aren't real people that are talking about each other they know that the race thing is big for us they know that the red left thing is big for us you can easily put harder now because the companies have put a lot of restrictions in but back then it was very easy well some companies are removing those restrictions pretty swiftly like in the last three days no no comment we're not talking about that okay Uh, (laughs) look move on Yeah. Tweet, tweet. So, yeah, you don't want to hear my there. thoughts on that either. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah. You know, it's nah, it's nah. it's it's interesting because I I agree with what you're saying about like they gravitate toward the media they trust. I think it I think it I think trust comes second. I think they gravitate to the media that confirms their bias, and then they start to just simply trust yeah. them because That's then fair. then because they might they might actually come to the table not believing certain things or not being what we call fringed or radicalized or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, well, you know, some of the things that I am concerned about, well, they're talking about it, so I'm going to go listen mm-hmm. to them. And then since they believe what I believe, well, I, we must align. And so now suddenly exactly I trust right. them. Then they don't check anything that goes beyond the stuff that mm-hmm. they already believed mm-hmm. and start checking that. It just becomes fact in their brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask the question um, and I'll keep it fair. Uh, what is the most damaging lie being told from both sides, in your opinion, right now? 
I think for me, it's a the fact that, I don't know, I guess it's this weird world. I think I talked about this last time too, but I feel like it's a weird world where being an American is bad. Not to say, um, and it's on both sides now, which is crazy to me, because back in the day, ours went hard for being an American and following the rules and all that stuff. And now with like post 45, uh, it's like they don't trust it unless it's him. So it's a very weird world where we're literally the thing that makes us the country we are with the freedoms that we have and like the ability to move and flex as much as we want to. I feel like a lot of that is being diminished for a few reasons. One, I was actually just talking to my uh, boyfriend about this, but I used to be able to look at news and then could call someone else and their news be different. Right now, I'm pretty sure we are all getting the same headlines every single day. And that's, to me, dangerous, right? It's dangerous if we're all getting the same messaging from the same places over and over again versus what it used to be, which is you got messages that were local to you, that were based on whatever you found. Now, someone's literally pushing to your phone every day the messages they want you to see. And it's happening on both sides. To me, that is wrong in many ways because every single day we're all talking about the same things. I can tell you right now the five topics we're all talking about. One is a Y.E., another is an Elon, mm. another is um, Ukraine, mm. another is, like, I can literally spew to you the five topics we're talking about. That's not unintentional, right? Like, someone has decided those are the five things they want us to talk about, and guess what we're doing? We're running behind and talking about it. Versus coming together in a place where we all have always been different. America has been different from, from its beginning, and we've been struggling with that, and we figured it out Um not in the best way a lot of times, but we figured it out thus far. And I'm very afraid that this, this experiment that we felt like was working is no longer going to work because it pays to have people in dissent and people make a lot of money when we are not together. They make way more money when we're arguing online and talking about these different topics than they do when we're all coming together behind a common um, thing, a common idea or what have you. So for me, the biggest lie is that we're America is not a good place and not to say, I'm not saying it's a great place. I'm just saying like putting behind us that the idea of America is something we all should be questioning scares me. Um, because I like peace. I like, freedom. I like all the things that come along with being here. Yes, we have issues. And the beauty about America is you can fix it. There are things that can change. We have one of the only constitutions that you can change on a regular basis through laws, through updating it. Whereas other folks, like if you go to some of our friends in Latin America, their constitutions are fully getting revamped potentially when a new person comes in and that destabilizes and causes a lot of issues. We have a system that literally lets us re-up every few years if we want to. And that lets you change and lets you bend but we're to a point where everyone feels like they're so apart on stuff because the media is telling you're so apart on it. When in reality, I talk to Republicans all the time. I talk to Democrats all the time. We're good. Mm. Sorry, we are. We are good. Wow. Yeah, what's wow. interesting to me on that front is you mentioned uh, that it, it, it's like America is not this great place anymore. And it's, it's interesting because I don't hear that exact message. What you hear from both sides is we're concerned about where we're headed. Like, no one wants to say America's bad yet, but if you keep voting for the other group, it will be. And that's kind of that that lie. I think my 
my biggest concern, and I mentioned it earlier, is mm-hmm. simply the 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 faith in the election system and our votes and the system of it. Because like you said, mm-hmm. we do have this kind of pliable, malleable yep. constitution that we can hang our entire government on. Mm-hmm. But that only works if the people's voices, A, matter, yep. uh, and, and B, are actually you know a- allowed to count for something. Mm-hmm. And when we're attacking the basis of that foundation, if we have 60% of the nation feeling one way and 40% feeling the other way, mm-hmm. but the 40% can continue to hold the power then that's where we end up in real trouble. And yep. and that's kind of the situation that we're in. That's my biggest concern. And it's it's being very much, it's a calculated attack by the group that is shrinking <laughs> because they're concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have yeah, a plus one after you go, Jordan. Okay, good. I was going to say, I say the same thing, but <laughs> my focus more so is the seedbed of that conversation, which is that everybody's a demon. Right. Which doesn't yeah, make like, sense. I just I no and it's I like don't because, agree you know, with for, you. You're evil. I'm like, yeah. what? And my favorite part is, you know, I just I wanted to I, I'm not a left leaner, but I, I lean left in my voting. Just gonna be straight up because That's it, real. Shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um but the the big part of the conversation is usually I'm like, Well, they don't they're usually not the ones that say that kind of stuff and yet <sighs> my girl Elaine Laurier down here just messed all that up in her commercial. And just I was talking about to say. Jane Kiggins and talking about how she's apparently sold her soul. And I was like, well, okay, it's on both sides. Never mind. I digress. No, it <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, I know it yeah. is. I know I know mm-hmm. it always is, but you know, it's just It's because it, they get to you, Jordan. Me. They get to you. You know? I mean, of course they get to you. She you she know, was just... she was like wholesome and good a few years ago, and then they get to her. And yeah, then... but you know the funny thing is though, <laughs> here's 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 my deal in that. And I say this objectively. Um we've seen the fruit of that history that really has happened so the thing about it is sometimes even in objectivity i hate the fact that it's said but it don't mean that it ain't true and that could be said on both sides i mean for the most part no we we know that because of christian nationalism and other things that conversation oh, yeah. happens more on the right than any place else but but i think the biggest piece for me and of course this this kind of faces us into the next part of of, of our conversation for me let me is, say one thing before we shift real quick oh yeah that's right um, yeah do that. yeah so the other thing i want to add on to what you were just saying is around so six years ago i was having a conversation conversation similar to this and we were talking about how right now there's a lot of questions in the executive branch and there's a lot of questions in the legislature the area that we thought was not going to be touched for people who think about these things and talk about these things. I'm also um, trained as a lawyer. We thought that the judiciary was safe. Oh, man. That is the scary part. Yeah. The judiciary is not safe. They are now politicized. And like It's politicized. It, and that yeah. was never supposed to be. Like, even the legislator and the executive branch, we knew that was going to be. The judicial branch, particularly the Supreme Court, was a place where we were like, we cannot lose hope in this body mm-hmm. because that could be ultimate chaos. And what we have right now is we've lost hope in the legislature. We lost hope in an executive branch. And now we most recently lost hope in the um, Supreme Court because mm-hmm. it is with all the things that are happening. It is now political. That is scary for me. That is, to me, the scariest thing that the lawmakers and not even at the Supreme court level only, but even at the local level, um, the lawmakers are now openly being 
criticized and challenged and critiqued. And that's pulling at different parts of our democracy that make me nervous for the future. Now, Amber, you might be able to confirm this. It was something I was reading recently when I saw that uh, one of our uh, Supreme Court justices uh, stepped in and delayed uh, basically uh, Georgia trying to question Lindsey Graham. And what I had read was that uh, it's the, the one branch of our government and the only court in the land that doesn't actually have like a codified code of ethics because they've never voted it in. <laughs> so they they aren't necessarily held to the standard that everyone would think that they're held to is is that accurate do you want to have that conversation uh, yeah 2a1g podcast is birthed by the inspired one enterprises executive and co-producers jordan brown and devin chandler editing and engineering lauren price graphics and creative engagement Alyssa wise Intro song for 2A1G done by Dave Hummel Music. Interlude and outro music, Colin Brown. Voiceover experience for 2A1G done by none other than the original, the Reverend Dr. Clarence R. Brown Jr. Thanks, Pop. And thank you everybody else for listening again. Please find us on FB and IG at 2A1G Podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this experience with your world. Thank you once again, and until next time, please do your part to ensure the truth continues to reclaim the fringes. Peace.